Welcome to the Addiction Solution Podcast. I'm Michelle Dunbar. Enjoy listening and watching as addiction experts Mark Sheeran and I cover controversial as well as helpful topics on addiction, how to move past it, and other related subjects. As two of the co-founders of the Freedom Model, Mark and I will give you a completely new perspective on the topics that matter to you. We will take to task the Recovery Society's lies and misinformation and replace them with facts, research, and the methods to move on from addiction struggles without 12-step meetings, rehabs, and the shackles of endless recovery. Let's escape the treatment and recovery trap together and learn to be free. Welcome to the truth. How much time, energy, and resources have you invested in helping someone that's struggling with an addiction only to watch them keep going back to it? You don't want to give up on them, but you're fast giving up hope that they'll ever change. Well, you can step off the addiction roller coaster and find a solution that'll work for both of you. Join addiction experts, hosts of the popular podcast, The Addiction Solution, and authors of The Freedom Model for Addictions, Mark Sharon and me, Michelle Dunbar, to learn a solution that'll provide you and your loved one freedom from the addiction battle for good. It's called Families Moving Past Addiction Masterclass, and it's a three-hour live online free event where you'll hear information about addiction we guarantee you've never heard before. So if you love someone struggling with an addiction, then this masterclass is for you. To enroll, click the link provided and register soon for the date that works for you because each masterclass will only have 50 participants. We'll see you at the class. We want to send you a free copy of our revolutionary book, The Freedom Model for Addictions. To help us bring this incredible gift to you, we ask that you pay a small fee for shipping. Learn how tens of thousands of people have permanently solved their addictions without steps or meetings and make 2023 your best year yet. Give yourself or someone you love the gift of total freedom from addiction. Click on the link to get your free copy sent to you today. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Addiction Solution. I'm Michelle Dunbar. And I'm Mark Sheeran. And we co-authored the Freedom Model for Addictions and the Freedom Model for the Family with Stephen Slate, an amazing researcher. Um, he has a TED Talk. In case you want to watch it at some point, you can go onto YouTube and Google the um, our what is it? Our relationship, Our relationship with addiction. Yep. It's or Stephen Slate Ted talk and it'll be there. It's fantastic. I think he did it in 2016 when he was right around the time he was writing chapter nine, uh, which is um, in the addict self image chapters. And that's the playground effect. That's right. So is today the first day we're in our new studio? Well, we did our um I mean for the podcast. For the podcast. This is our yeah. first this is our first episode in our new studio and it's very exciting. It is. It <laughs> is. So uh soon we'll have the boom mics. We're getting all this set up, but uh we have room. We it's, do, it's nice. we do. We have a nice big table here that we have that's um, very cool. Mark put it together when I ordered it and when it got here. And um, so today what we're going to talk about is personal autonomy. Yeah. And this is a, <clears throat> this is a topic that's funny because people don't see the importance of it until it, until it comes into focus. 
and or until you have a, a good understanding of what we're talking about. So let me let me start with um, what is autonomy, right? What is personal autom- autonomy? Um, it's the idea or the reality that each human being fundamentally has their own thoughts and you can't read them, right? right? Another human being can't read them. And um, this is important because what it does is it protects us from each other in mm. a way, right? From the tyranny of each other, uh, from control. Thank God you can't read somebody else's mind. Yeah. Right? It allows you to be an individual and um, and that you get to place the meaning of your life in your own hands and that it is always in your own hands. And only by giving others permission to run your life can they. So um, this this idea that you are your own thinking individual with your own mind, your own thoughts, your own desires, your own pursuits of happiness uh, gives you a tremendous, tremendous power, individual power. Now, it's coupled with the other attributes that we talk about in in the uh, freedom model. And that's being the pursuit of happiness or the positive drive principle and free will that you are a choosing creature. So, so think about this. So you're always motivated by the pursuit of happiness. You're your own thinking person in the privacy of your own mind. And you have the ability to choose anything at any time within the confines of your mind. Now, I I also want to frame out a couple other pieces and then uh, Michelle will jump in, but, um, what people tend to conflate or confuse is the physical realm and the physical body with the autonomy of the mind. And let me give you an example. You can, you can hurt somebody physically, easily. It's, it's not that hard. You could walk up to somebody with a baseball bat and beat them, right? That, that can happen. It happens. Um, you can get hit by a car. You can get cancer. There's all kinds of things in life that physically can happen. And you can also control the body of another person. You can imprison them. You can threaten them. You can mug them. You can love them. You can, you can manipulate the body. You can, you can. So one of the things that, that uh, people tend to confuse is they say, well, nobody's really autonomous because, you know, I can Mm. push and prod and I can take away your livelihood and I can control you in these ways. Governments do it all the time across the world. Um, They take away people's livelihoods. They, they destroy lives. Right. But they can't take a mind Mm. without the express permission of that person. This, this gives every individual an equal playing field. And that was God given. Yep. And you're born with this ability to be able to think for yourself. And and we ignore this fact. We constantly talk about how victimized people are, especially in this day and age, which oh, is that's for it's, sure. it's devastating because what we're teaching people is that they don't have autonomy, that they have no power, that they are at the whims of circumstance and the physical realm of the world, right? And you're not, and you're certainly not at the whims of an addiction because there is no such thing as a third party called addiction that's out to attack you. 
Yeah, well, I thought about a bunch of stuff as he was talking, and and what came to mind was was Viktor Frankl's book, Man's Search for Meaning, and where he realizes this, where even even in the most austere conditions, the worst thing you can imagine being imprisoned in a concentration camp and all of the horrors that they were subjected to uh, at the hands of the Nazis, even then he knew in my own mind, I'm still free, right? I'm free to think what I want. You know, I, I, they're, they're trying to break me. They're trying to make me think differently than I'm thinking, but they can't, they can't, they have no way to, to, to get into my mind and take that away from me. Yeah. So, so one of the things that happens with pretty much every human being that I've ever met is at some point in, in, in the confines of your mind, you think about what is the meaning of life, right? right? Am I supposed to be happy? Am I supposed to have passions? Am I supposed to have, what are my pursuits of happiness? And, and all of these questions that run through the human mind. And it's, it's funny because it's, it's one of the sources of depression is when people go down this path of what is the meaning of life. Mm. Many times it's hard to find any meaning because you have really awful shit that happens to good people. And we have constant barrages of, of stories like this where people are victimized and hurt and die young and, and starved to death and all this horrible shit like the Holocaust, right? Six million people, well, more than six million, actually about 10 million people were exterminated uh, or, or in Russia uh, during right. the communists um, regime where they killed 20 million people. They just starved them out, you know, right. just, just for kicks. Right. Yeah. So, marched them into the frozen tundra. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what is the meaning of that? Right. And in Adlerian psychology, as an example, and in other, some religions, they talk about the fact that there is no meaning to any of that, but the meaning is what you give it. Exactly. And that was Viktor Frankl in Auschwitz. He talks about the fact that you, you have to find the meaning for yourself. And that's free will. That's autonomy. You are your own little God in that way. You get to find the meaning in whatever circumstance you find yourself in. And I had a horrible upbringing. And the, the worst part about my upbringing wasn't, wasn't actual physical or, or sexual abuse, what it was for me, although I had those things was the loneliness, mm -hmm. right. Of neglect. And, uh, I had intense, intense loneliness, but in that I found meaning. I found that I could think about things clearly because of the silence, the deafening silence, as they say of loneliness. So I converted and found meaning in my loneliness. And it's allowed me to build the freedom model, really, because I think about things in a different way than most people, because I grew up horribly abused and neglected. So I leveraged that and I gave it meaning. So part of autonomy is this amazing ability to be able to control your mind. Mm -hmm. Well, and what does this have to do with, with addiction, right? I mean, one of the things we've been doing, we started this family's master class mm. and, and there is, I think there's no place 
where it's more obvious the problems with trying to control people than than in the addiction space. Yeah, it's you know, it's with absolute tyranny because addiction itself exists in your mind. Right. That's the only place that it is. Yeah, it's completely subjective. Yeah. So so when when we look at somebody and we say, oh, you have addiction. And so I'm going to treat you for it. But addiction isn't cancer. You can be yeah, it's treated. Not a thing. Addiction right. isn't a thing. It's not a thing. It's something that only exists within your mind. Cancer, on the other hand, exists within your body. That's right. And so, so a doctor can treat your cancer. Right. Because it's a thing. Because right? it's a thing. Let, let, let me go back to what I was talking about earlier. When it comes to bodies and physical entities, we can manipulate them. A doctor yes. can, with your permission, manipulate your body with chemotherapy and third party, I call it third party uh, factors, right? Yes. Chemotherapy, all the different things that they can Radiation, cut out. They, they can, can yep. surgically remove it like they did in my case. So, so you have, you have, you can do that, but you can't go in and carve out an addiction out of somebody's brain. No. No, because it doesn't exist in the brain, right. you know, That's and so right. all of these brain right. scans that they've done to show, you know, what they're trying to do is say, oh, there's addiction. Oh, oh, there's addiction. Right. right? There's, there's a gene allele there. And yeah. It, and they can't find it. It's they, they can't they've been find looking it. for for nearly 100 years yeah. and and they cannot find it. They, there's not a blood test that they can do. They can't see it in your blood. They can't they can't see it anywhere because it's in your mind. Right. So now I, I can hear the people now. The people <laughs> I can hear the people now going, but what about withdrawal? What about withdrawal? First of all, first of all, <laughs> withdrawal does not compel uncontrolled use. No. So that's number one. I'm just going to make a blanket statement about that. If you don't believe me, then read the entire freedom model. And, right. And you go or at least chapter chapter. Uh, well, there's a bunch of chapters, but yeah, yeah, it yeah. Read, the <laughs> read the whole book. I, I tell people all the time, stop, stop wondering. <laughs> read everything. the damn book. Read the damn book. Yeah. We just did a post on that. So, um, so yeah, where was I going with that? What, was I, what was I talking about? I lost. That. Oh, the genes and the, you can't see it and that it's not. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, so there, there's no, there's no way that you can have a third party go into your mind, your autonomous mind and change your thoughts for you exactly. to the same degree. Oh, withdrawal. That's where I was going with yes. it. So people are going to say, well, yes, Mark, there is addiction. It's called withdrawal. No, that's toxicity. So when you, if you were bit by a rattlesnake, uh, mm. you, you would go to a poison control center to detoxify. If you drink enough beer consistently over a long period of time, you will, it's like a snake bite. You will have to go be detoxified. But the decision to walk amongst rattlesnakes may be foolhardy, but if you have that habit, it's not a disease. It's just foolhardy. It's just something you may find thrilling. There are people that actually do that and then they get bit and they have to be detoxified. But we wouldn't say that they are powerless to stop themselves from walking amongst rattlesnakes. So this is one of those nuances where you got to, you got to understand that withdrawal is, is a result of thought. Once again, the autonomous mind saying, I prefer heavy intoxication. So I prefer heavy intoxication. Therefore I drink heavily. Therefore I get withdrawal. And so 
What is addiction? When people are talking about addiction, they're not talking about withdrawal. They're talking about, I can't stop myself, which is bullshit. Right. Okay. So addiction as a mind control agent, we could say is nonsense. And that's what rallying against with the freedom model. You are autonomous. You have decided that you enjoy consistent heavy beer drinking or heroin use or whatever it might be. So autonomy ends up being a big part of quote unquote addiction because the autonomy of your mind is I like this. Unlike somebody who doesn't do it, they may not prefer it. Their autonomy says, no, I don't like doing that. I like riding motorcycles or whatever it might be, you know? Yeah. So the importance of this is, and we we've said this in many podcasts and that is that everybody solves addiction in the exact same way. They, they solve it by changing their mind, by changing their preference about substance use. Now, people can arrive at that through infinite different pathways. Um, they can arrive at that decision within their mind through a bunch of different ways. But the most direct route is to understand, oh, this is something that exists in my mind, which means the only way I can fix it is by changing my mind about it. So that's the most direct pathway. So, so when, when we talk online and stuff and people will say, oh, so the freedom model is the only way that it's the only program that works. Well, it's not a program. Right. It's just information. The only thing that works is information. Okay. Is getting accurate information. So it has to start from a basis of truth. And the truth is that, you know, if you believe you're addicted, then you are, um, because it's whatever you believe. Yeah. So, so the very first lesson I was taught, and I've ta- talked about this in other podcasts, but it ha- it's been a while. Um, the very first lesson that I was taught by Jerry was, he goes, I want you to go do something without thinking about doing it first. And I thought, well, I can't do that you know, and it confused me. Um, and it confused me because it was a trick question or a trick order. And that was, you can't (laughs) do anything consciously without thinking about it consciously. I mean, it's just, it's got to come from your mind. So I sat there for 24 hours. He gave me 24 hours to try to accomplish something without thinking about it. And I sat there literally going, okay, I'm going to pick up that cup of coffee. Okay, I, I thought about it. it. Yeah, I thought about <laughs> it. Yeah. And I and I went over this and over this and over this. And I came in all crestfallen next day to the to the to his office and I said, Well, I couldn't do it. And he goes, Well, of course you couldn't do it because you've always been running your life. You need to know that you're an autonomous person. And that wiped away a lifetime at that point, 19 years of of treatment influence in one lesson. Because I realized, oh my God. So I've been running the show the whole time. He goes, yeah, within the confines of your mind, you're the only one in there, bud. Well, and but that doesn't, I, people will always point to, you know, things that they do without really thinking about it. And even those things, if you become mindful about them, you, you'll notice that you are thinking. It's just that certain, you know, I, I think that the estimate is like 80% of what we do on any given day is habitual, right? Is are things that we've just practiced enough where we, where that the thought is instantaneous. Well, and it's also a thought that doesn't go to long-term memory. So let, let me explain what happens with those things. The, people always bring up the, the, 
the uh, talking point that they go the same route to work. They go down the highway. They don't even remember the five exits. They get to work and they barely remember even driving the car. And they say, that's like an addiction, Mark. And actually, it is like it is, an addiction. For sure. That's exactly what it is. It's a habit. But it doesn't mean that you are unconsciously driving. This is important. They say, yeah, but I am. I, I really don't think about it. And it's automatic. I go, mm -hmm. okay. If it's automatic, what happens when a deer jumps out in front of you on that same highway? Well, I swerve. I go instantly, don't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do. I said, well, then you're not unconscious because if you're unconscious and it was automatic, you'd slam right into the deer. Right. They go, oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and so they don't know what's happening in these quote unquote automatic or addiction uh, processes. And what a habit is, is you've your brain and your mind work in concert with each other and you no longer create a long term memory associated with the activity because you've done it so much. There's not an allocation to have to do that. Now, one of the reasons that we remember things is because they are poignant or new. And if you have something that's poignant or new, you will remember it because it's so hard to do the first time. So in the learning process, your brain tissue and your mind will work in concert with each other to remember the process so that you can do it easier the next time. It will remember that. So you can do it easier the next time and it will remember that. Then by the fourth, fifth time, you're remembering less and less. It's becoming quote unquote automatic. It's not automatic. It's fast and it's skipping the process of bringing it to long-term memory. Doesn't mean that in the moment you are completely 100% conscious of what, what is happening. So we're not driving a car automatically. We are conscious. We're just not going to remember it. It just means we're very good at it. So, so now when that deer jumps out, because it's so rare, you will absolutely fucking remember that <laughs> sure. because your brain and your mind go, this is new. Yeah. Oh my God, this is new. Now, if you go from shooting heroin every single day and it seems automatic to, you know what? I'm done with that. I'm going to start doing crystal meth. I guarantee you will remember the first 10 times you did crystal meth and maybe the first thousand times. Eventually it's going to be seem automatic, but that doesn't mean you're not conscious. So this idea that you are an automaton going on and, and drinking and drugging without any impunity or thought whatsoever is absolute horseshit. It just means that you're good at it. Yeah. Just like any habit. I hope that made that clear. Yeah, it did make it clear. I always think of it, you know, I, I always do the walking into the woods analogy. Like, like the first time you, you walk into the woods, you bushwhack and eventually you, you do that walk enough times you make a trail and if you do it enough times, it becomes the super highway. And it is like going to work on that super highway every single day. You're, you're, it's just going to, the time is going to pass and you're really not thinking much about it, you know? So, but, but once you decide to do something different, it's exciting. It becomes, it's novel. And, and so you're making a new path. And well, I think I talked about this in a video not that long ago where, where, I was talking about um, the excitement of new things and change. And some people look at change and it's very scary to them. While, while you have a choice, you can look at change as being this scary, scary thing. 
or being an exciting thing. And I've consciously made the decision that I like that. I like new things. I mean, you know, we, Mark and I talked a lot about moving into these offices. This was a big deal for us. Um, you know, but today, today, both of us <laughs> went to the, I, I called him because I couldn't believe that I, this, this is, we've had a whole week of coming to this new place, but I got in my car and I went, I was driving to the retreat at, without, because I have a lot going on today and I got, I had my morning routine and I got in my car and I went that way and it, it was like, it seemed automatic, It seemed well, automatic, I but the, I stopped, but I did the same exact and thing. And I called I, him and he's like, I did the same thing. I went to the, I went <laughs> right almost to the retreat and I was like, oh my God, I got to go to the new office. So that's an example where somebody would say, oh, that's, you know, that's, I'm going to, I'm going to jump into the biologic side of things because we need to parse this out a bit. So that's neuroplasticity. Yes. Right? Now. Neuroplasticity is where your neurons wire together because they fire together, they wire together and based on a habit. Okay. Okay. So you're, all we're saying is that physically your brain adapts to repeated thought or motivated thought or very emotional thought. Um, notice what I'm saying here. What is the engine driving brain change or 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 driving the neuroplastic change is your thoughts. Once mm -hmm. again, autonomy. Once again, once again, saying, I like methamphetamine. Guess what? That's going to make a circuit that's devoted to that thought. Yep. Like, like Michelle was describing with the path in the woods, it literally is doing that in your brain tissue. Everybody now wants to point at that as if that's addiction. Right. Now, I believe that in our 12th edition, I wrote a whole big piece on it and that that's what addiction is. And and but but I also was very confused at the time because you can always change your thought. You can always take a new path. Yeah. So just because the highway is there doesn't mean you have to take it. <laughs> that's because of the order of things. The order is the operative force, the engine driving the train of neuroplastic change. The engine is your thoughts. Yep. And they come first. And they come first. So your brain tissue and its neuroplastic driven adaptations and biology do not make your thoughts. This is important. This is not a small thing. Your thoughts are free. They are completely unencumbered by brain tissue functioning. In other words, it's driving the brain tissue changes, not the other way around. So stop being a brain-centered person and instead know that you are an autonomous creature with a mind that can think anything. Now, how do I know that? Because right now I could think about um, the sunshine being in this room. <laughs> there's no, there's there's no, no windows. There's no windows. Okay. <laughs> but I can think about something that random, something that, that, that means that I can think of any infinite possibility at any given point, including if I were smoking crack every single day in a crack house for four months straight, because I won the lottery, I could still think about, you know what? I'm done today. Yep. And walk out of that crack house and never go back. That's the power of autonomy. And you have it. You were born with it. It's immutable. No matter wh what argument you come up with, there is no argument against it. 
you are not an automaton. There is no, there is no research that proves that you are this hopeless, lost, once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic person. There's no research that says you're an addict or alcoholic or that even a condition like that exists. So we got to get away from all this biologic nonsense and know that our mind is running the show and our choices. I want to just quickly, because we're, we're coming up to a half an hour, um, apply this to the families. And, and so you're autonomous, you're, you, the substance users autonomous, the family is autonomous. Nobody can influence the other person. Influence is a bad word, but nobody can force another person to do something different. Nobody can force another person to like something different. Um, so you as the substance user, you can't force your, the person that doesn't want you to be doing what you're doing to like what you're doing. That's right. Okay. That's right. No more than they can force you to, to stop doing what you're doing and not like what you're doing. And so the goal, the way that, and, and in our, in our masterclass, what we talk about what is she's talking about is the family moving past addiction master. Yes. Which we are going to start our, our next one. Our, it's free. It went exactly an hour when we did it yesterday. Um, it was the first one we had shortened. It went great. Um, it, we're going to start doing that every week in June, starting in June, just about every week. Um, our next one is May 18th. So you can go to um, thefreedommodel.org is our website and family resources. And when you click on that tab, it's the top one. It's family masterclass. You click on that. You pick the date that works for you. We're having them at noon Eastern time because that seems to work wherever you are in the world for the most part. Um, and, uh, and yeah, just, and if you can't watch it when we're doing it, sign up, then you can go back in later and see the, the recorded version of it. Um, and then if you want to talk with us, uh, th there's a way to schedule a, a free consultation with us right afterwards. Yeah. We have a strategy session. Yep. It's so awesome. And people, it is. in our first one, we had a lot of calls, uh, nearly everybody called us and it and, was great. And we built a plan for the family and for the substance user. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. So, so, and so ultimately the way to achieve personal happiness is to recognize and embrace your autonomy and know that I get to think whatever I want to think. In my own mind, I get to create my own reality. Now, some people would say that's, well, that's kind of like mental illness, isn't it? No, no, it is reality that. And because you're still working within the confines of a culture. Exactly. You know, if you're outside the confines of the culture of the accepted practices, and, and you're, you're totally crazy. You're crazy. I mean, we get that, but, but most people aren't. No, like I, most people aren't. And, and so that's the, uh, you know, we can go into, and I, we've seen Stanton Peel has been kind of dabbling over into um, mental health as well, which I'm really grateful he's doing too. that. I am too. Um, to talk about how to, you know, people can get stuck thinking, oh, it's my biology that's making me sad. It's my biology that's making me anxious. Yeah. Um, and the, the first thing, see, when you go to a therapist or a doctor, unfortunately, the first thing they do is they say, yeah, it's your biology and we're going to prescribe you, prescribe you meds, but you should be exhausting 
cognitive behavioral therapy first, changing your thoughts first. Yeah. It's called changing your mind, right? Yes. Yeah. Before you go into that biological world, because the vast majority of people, I'm going to say this, I'm going to say this. I'm not a doctor, but I believe in my heart of hearts based on more than 30 years of experience working with people. The vast majority of people on medications don't need to be on them. Well, we know that because when we started our career, nobody was on them. Nobody was on them. And now, especially substance users, you are not using substances because you have a chemical imbalance and you're trying to balance that with methamphetamine. That's not why you're using substances. That's right. You're using That's substances right. because you like to get high. If there was a clinical imbalance, if it existed, and it doesn't, it doesn't, okay? If there was a chemical imbalance, they would test for it. Yeah. There's and they no would be test. able to see it. Yeah. And then they give you a script and be done with it, but it's all guesswork. This is all fabricated stuff by the pharmaceutical companies. Yeah. So there is no chemical imbalance and you can ask any credible doctor and they'll say, yeah, we don't, we don't know. That's a yeah, theory. We don't know if we that's no a idea. thing. Like yeah. we're just, we say it because it makes it easy to write the script and get you out, our do out the door and get paid. Yeah. I mean, that's what it comes down to. I, sadly. So look at your, your mind is so powerful. It's more powerful than people get it, give it credit for. Well, it's everything. It is it's, everything. It's everything. It's what got you into trouble if you're in trouble right now. Um, and I'm speaking And it's what experience. can get you out of trouble. Well, it's, if, if it gets you into trouble, it's what gets you out. It, it is everything. It is autonomous action. It's you. It's, it's who you are yeah. is your mind. And, and the reason we know that is a simple test for that. Think about what you would be. If you had no thoughts that in the mind, right, right, you would not exist. So you are literally your mind. So, so try to do something without thinking about it first. Yeah. All right. All right, everybody. <laughs> so listen, if you have a situation where you're doing the freedom model and your family is struggling with understanding all of this stuff, mm. <clears throat> or you're a family member listening to this, uh, we suggest that you take the families moving past addiction masterclass. Yep. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. People are rating it five out of five. They love the experience. We give great information and we're here to help and it's free. So you know what I want to start doing? I want to start doing a segment at the end of our podcast. I have my favorite podcast that I listen to and I'm going to give them a shout out. It's called partners in crime and they're like Scottish and it's a, it's a, like one of those murder mystery ones, right? And at the end of their podcast, they do uh, emails. Oh, cool. So cool. like they answer, they like, will have a couple fan emails. Send us an email to info at thefreedommodel.org. Yeah. And, yeah. and tell us what you'd like to hear about on our podcast. Um, just, just tell us how you listen to our podcast. Um, and if it's helped you, like give us some feedback. We would love to read yeah. them on the air and, uh, and give you a little bit of shout out if you want, or we'll keep it anonymous. It's okay. You yep. just let us know. Yep. Um, and yeah, I think it'll be a nice segment the way to end it. So that's info at thefreedommodel.org. And wherever you listen to this podcast, if you like it, give us five stars. Yeah, that helps us reach more people. The more five-star reviews we have, please do that because yeah. it, we're here just to help people. That's, that's it. it. That's it. We want to help. So, all right. 
It's a lot of information. Go to thefreedommodel.org if you want to sign up for that masterclass um, and family resources tab and family masterclass. Thanks, everybody. Bye, everyone. Are you struggling with a drug or alcohol problem, but you don't want to go to rehab or group meetings? That's why we created the non-12-step Freedom Model Coaching Program in 2011. Through video conferencing on Zoom or Skype, you can work privately with a certified Freedom Model Coach from your home or office on your schedule. And here's the best part. With the Freedom Model, you'll never be labeled an addict or an alcoholic. And we won't tell you to go to 12-step meetings or hamper your life with endless recovery rituals. Instead, you can learn exactly why addiction isn't a disease and how you can solve the problem for good and move on with your life. Do you want to be completely free from your addiction? Do you want to never have to attend meetings, rehabs, or addiction counseling ever again? And do you want to solve your problem from the comfort of home? Then call us at 888-424-2626 to talk with a Freedom Model coach today and experience the Freedom Model difference.